it's time for a video. We're gonna have another round table. So let's do this. Good morning, everybody. My name is Rob. This is Alt Universe. It's Wednesday morning, 10 a.m. It's video time. For those of you who are brand new, thank you so much for joining us. These are roundtable panels, various topics over different areas, or sometimes all themed to one. Today, we're gonna have some fun with music and some fun with history. I know history is never fun, right? Whew, excuse me. That being said, let's jump into topic number one today. Broadway musicals have always been a classic and still to this day are some of the most favorite shows and movies to watch. Of course, everybody prefers the live, but they're, oh, sorry. Excuse me. But there are always people making films out of it. Now, what makes these, um, sh uh, what makes these shows so great? Well, it's the music. And you don't get music like you do from, <coughs> excuse me, um, from plays. So the first one we're going to have, hey, where'd it go? You come here. My computer's hiding things. First up on my list, and this is one near and dear to me, uh, If I Were a Rich Man from Fiddler on the Roof. So for those who remember Fiddler, it um, covers the day in the life of a kind of poor middle-class Jewish family in, I guess what you can say, kind of like communist Russia-ish time. Um, it's been a while, guys. Um, so bear with me if I mess up a couple points. But this song right here is basically how we start the show. Tevya, the main character, has a whole monologue talking about what they do, why they do it, and what it means to be them. And of course, to add some humor, he decides to sing a song about if he were rich. Um, this song has been everywhere. Everybody who's seen the play knows it. Even if you haven't seen the play, you know it. But this is one of those songs that makes you just smile because it's upbeat, it's humorous, it's fun, and hey, wouldn't we all like to be rich? All right, so that's number one. Number two, we have Tonight from West Side Story. Um, this one is the love song, more or less, between the two main characters, Tony and Maria. We know that this show takes a lot off of Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, two people that they're not supposed to be together, but they want to anyway. The love song always hits it hard, whether it's a Disney movie, whether it's a regular movie, but no more or no better than when it's in a Broadway play. Now, this movie, they just made a new version of the film last year. There was another version, another film version, um, I believe in the 90s, 80s, 90s. But if you want the original, you can check out the soundtrack from the play. Um, 
it's moving. And I think that's why I decided to put this on here. Because, yeah, it's not a jump up and down. It's not a wow, oh my God. But it's a very good love song for the ages. Number three, and this comes to us from Wicked, Defying Gravity. Probably the main song from this movie. Everybody and their mother has done covers on YouTube. Um, both Idina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth have done live versions of it on multiple music awards. This, obviously the play, is the prequel-ish of Wizard of Oz. It's basically before we get Dorothy and all them. It's the growing up of the good witch and the bad witch who used to be friends, ended up kind of partying, and you know the rest. Defying Gravity really is one of those iconic songs. It's kind of like A Whole New World or Circle of Life. I'm sorry, uh, well, I don't know, Circle of Life, uh, Can You Feel Love Tonight kind of works. Um, what else do we have? I know everything's Disney, right? But Defying Gravity is the, actually, the website we're getting from timeout.com refers to it as a power ballad. For those who are into 80s, what do you call it, glam rock or just rock, you always have those hair bands that have a very strong um, song, usually about love, usually about uh, overcoming some sort of issue, uh, usually about some family thing. But it's one of those songs that you may not necessarily know the band, love the band, but it's one of those songs that becomes iconic. And just like this article here from timeout.com says, in under six minutes, the writer basically destroyed a friendship in this movie. Um, but obviously that's, you know, that's part of the storyline. It's supposed to happen. But the fact that a person can write a song that basically just, you know, just totally separates the entire show, that's pretty, that's pretty intense right there. All right, let's see. Number four. There are some really weird ones. Season of Love from Rent. So if you want another power ballad, Season of Seasons of Love, excuse me, um, is that power ballad. I believe it's at the end. Ooh, excuse me. I believe it's at the end of the movie, but it's basically the importance of love after everything that happens to the characters, whether it's medical issue, whether it's loss of work, whether it's loss of um, uh, family, whether it's loss of love. It's the song that brings everybody together that says, no matter what, we are going to be okay. Um, whether, you know, you believe it or not, um, it is a, it's just like Defying Gravity. It's got the truth, it's got the meaning, and it's got the power, as a ballad, to make you believe that everything will be okay. Let's end it off with a little kind of a, um, I don't know, empowering story. And this comes from Evita, um, obviously based partially historically, but also off of Shakespeare's Richard III. And of course, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina, very well sung or resung by, I believe Madonna did it in one of the movies. But 
this follows the story of First Lady Eva Perón. Um, uh, and this is the, I believe it's the ending song as well. But this, Tim Rice, the uh, or Tim Rice's, Tim Rice's lyrics, as they wrote, are about humility. Um, don't, you know, cry for me here means call my name, not shed tears, uh, which will come later. Um, but it's, they wrote, it's Ava making a great show of not wanting power, the better to solidify it. So if you know the background story and all that, you'll understand more. But again, this is one of those songs that you don't have to love the show. You don't have to know the story, but it gives you the feels that a good Broadway show should. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. Um, and that's why I put it for number five. So... We have some very wide range. We have some ballads, we have some humor, we have some love, and we have some strong, um, you know, powerful songs. This is just five of what a lot of these articles are calling the 100 best songs of Broadway. So keep in mind, if your song didn't make it on here, fear not, it'll probably show up later. But these are just ones that when I think of Broadway, it's kind of hard to not use those as examples. Now, moving on to our second and last um, topic here for you history buffs. For me also, I love history. We're gonna talk about a specific era in time that actually hits pretty hard because it was the time when people started standing up, creating groups, and fighting for rights. You guessed it, the progressive era, always also known as the progressive movement, this is from Britannica.com. They write, a political and social reform movement that brought major changes to the U.S. during the late 19th and early 20th centuries. The movement's goals involved strengthening the national government, addressing people's economic, social, and political demands. Progressives saw elements of American society that they wished to reform, um, specifically among changing, you know, so much good for the wealthy and not enough for the rest of us but also things like religious freedom, women's rights, um, personal rights, um, health you know, rights, you name it, the, these, this group wanted to change it. Um, the population at this point, they continue to write, doubled between 1870 and 1900. So things like immigration, urbanization, and industrialization also came about. So think about all the things we have today, the Clean Water Acts, the natural reserves that we have set out where you cannot build, the immigration laws that we have, the urbanization laws, mental health rights, women's rights, um, uh, uh, LGBTQ, um, I know there's other letters, I apologize, um, but all of those rights. The ability to have things that you wouldn't have had before. Now, granted, progressive era is more like progressive long-term era, but a lot of things were done because of that. Um, does it mean that everything is set in stone and good? You know, not so much. We've seen recently, and unfortunately on a regular basis, that, <laughs> excuse me, oh, excuse me, oh, excuse me, that, you know, suffering, economic problems, environment problems, you name it, still is at the forefront 
of people's concerns. As you know, I am part of many uh, mental health groups. My outside of this podcast, my, my goal is advocacy for Congress, for mayors, for companies to really work hard to get that shift. But it doesn't just stop with mental health. It stop, it, there's rights for everybody, whether it's cultural, whether it's gender, whether it's um, you know environmental, whether it's general health care, whether it's money. There's so many things that need to be done. And this is just this was just the start. Now we had um, presidents like Theodore Roosevelt, Woodrow Wilson, um, I think Herbert Hoover, a whole range of different types of people. But each of them tried to do what they could. This was also the time when you had uh, historical um, um, names such as Susan B. Anthony that we know from women's uh, suffrage rights, who eventually, I believe, got um, the a, a coin, a gold coin for her. Um, the Bull Moose Party, um, via um, Theodore Roosevelt, fought to basically get things done to make things right in the world. Um, this was right before World War I, so keep in mind that one reason why things shifted or kind of had to shift was because we ended up stuck in the middle of a giant war. It wasn't so much that people forgot it was more like, okay, well, we need to continue, but we also need to make sure that our allies and ourselves are safe and survive our, this attack from the, the uh, Axis. So this goes on for a while, and Britannica.com does a great way to break down the timeline. Of course, we don't have all the time in the world today to do that. Um, but just keep in mind, yes, it's still going on. But this started way back when. So whether or not you think that's positive, whether you think that's negative, progressive progression is literally that, to continue to make better the things that need to make better. I And again, what I'm about to say is just personal opinion. I, I unfortunately think we're in a, a area of time or area of, of law of how we do it, where it's very hard to make everybody happy on how to make the earth a better place, whether that's personal, whether that's public work, love, homes, money, health, um, mental and emotional health, um, animal welfare, environmental welfare. It's very hard to make everybody happy because we have the freedom of being of who we want to do. Now, of course, that's not to say go out and do something illegal. No, never. But we do have the right to speak an opinion. And if we don't like something or we're not fond of something, um, we can say, I don't like it. And unfortunately, that makes it hard to link together laws. The positive side, though, is that there are plenty of people nowadays that are understanding the importance of different sorts of issues at hand. And as long as we can continue to talk and continue to be open and continue to work, the progressive era will continue to go on. We may not be around to see it fully, but we can do what we, what we need to do now to make our lives just a little bit easier for the world. That's my rant, guys. But anyway, that was the history of this thing. Um, all right, so really quick, we did get a comment. Uh, my lovely wife, thank you so much. Defying Gravity is the best. Love that song. That is probably on that list of five, probably the best song, most popular right now. 
Great comment. Thank you so much. If you guys were able to join us live, thank you so much. If not, this will be on replay. If, when you get there, or replay on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, when you get there, click the bell. Uh, or I'm sorry, click the subscribe button with the bell on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. The more you give us, the more we give back to you. And until then, we got another video tomorrow. We got so much cool stuff to do. If you haven't yet, grab your ticket for the Nerdy Throwback. We have a lot of cool stuff from the 80s and 90s. You might even get to see us eat weird stuff on the video. Who knows? All right, you guys. Have a wonderful day.